Hey friend, I have a little bit different of an episode for you today because I am in a storytelling mood. And let's be honest, there are some passages in the Bible that even I still shy away from because they make me uncomfortable. And it's really a challenge to wrestle through some of these passages that just don't make me feel good and they don't make me feel happy and comfortable and warm and fuzzy inside. So there are some passages that I still choose to wrestle with because I believe that the Bible is God's word and God has good things for me. So I choose to dig in even when it's hard. I believe that God is in the business of transforming death to life. And I believe that his word is living and alive. And you know what? Imagery is sometimes a challenge for me to paint a picture in my head, but it's something that I'm growing in. And so I sat with the Holy Spirit the other day and I got such a cool picture out of a difficult passage. And I would love to share that with you today. Hey mama, welcome to Intimacy After Infidelity. Do you want to get a grasp on your emotions and feel loved and cherished in your own home? Do you find yourself up late Googling things like, can a marriage survive infidelity? And what is your state's divorce process? Do you wake up with a heart full of hope only to end the evening with more shame when there's another trigger and stupid argument again? Hey, I'm Christina Joy, a Jesus lover, wife, and mom. I too felt the shame of infidelity and wished someone had a roadmap for how to get out of the mess. I wanted my dignity and freedom and a totally different marriage. I kept telling myself I just needed to try harder and I needed stronger willpower until I found I needed Jesus to heal some deep wounds in my heart. In this podcast, you will find lots of Jesus, healing for your heart, and new healthy habits so you can shed your shame. So find your safe space, pop in that earbud, let's rebuild your life and marriage better than it's ever been. Do you sometimes feel like there is still something holding you back? You just feel tied down in some sort of way, and maybe you can't even put your finger on it, but there's something that's keeping you stuck, and you could use some help figuring out what that is. You know that there's more to life There is joy, there is peace, and you're looking at it, it's so close, but you just can't seem to get there. Well, could I encourage you to book just a mini session with me where we could uncover that number one thing that's holding you back and keeping you stuck? I want to get you out of the shame and moving forward in forgiveness and joy and peace And, you know, I can do this in 15 minutes. I would love to sit in the trenches with you where we can dive deep into where you are and the story that you have, and I can create a safe space for you where you can open up, start to be honest, maybe for the first time ever, tell the truth about what's going on in your situation, and just feel comfortable practicing speaking those words. My goal for you is freedom. Let's get you unstuck. Which, by the way, is also my goal for us today. 
So I mentioned these uncomfortable passages of scripture that I sometimes walk through. And you know what? This one came from Proverbs chapter 7. So in this month of July, I have committed to reading a chapter of Proverbs every day. If you've never done this, it's a really cool habit to walk through for one month because there are 31 chapters in the book of Proverbs and there's typically, you know, 30 or 31 days in a month. So pick a day and then match that chapter out of the book of Proverbs to your calendar. So you can tell this came about on July 7th that I had some extended time to sit down with Holy Spirit and pray through a chapter that I would have rather just skip through. So Proverbs chapter 7, I will just give you the very 30,000 foot view, the, the brief overview. The, the title actually in my Bible says, Another Warning About Immoral Women. Whoo-wee, I knew that I had to be ready to look myself in the mirror and say, what does the Bible say about women who choose to live in this lifestyle? So that's the first thing. If you have some immorality in your past, the Bible is not speaking to that. And you'll see why as I uncover this whole chapter. But I do want to start with that up front. This chapter is specifically talking about women who live in it with no shame, with no regret. That's their lifestyle and their choice. But if you're like me, at the same time, it's easy to let your mind wander back there. Well, I was like this in my past, and what does that say about me? Sister, stop right there. We start asking, what does God say about me? And what does God want me to see from the truth of his word? So I'll start right at the beginning. Proverbs chapter 7, it says, follow my advice, treasure my commands, obey my commands and live, guard my instructions as you would guard your own eyes, tie them on your fingers as a reminder, write them deep within your heart. And what I saw there is that only obedience that comes from the heart will last. Friend, you cannot just pull yourself up by your own bootstraps and muster the willpower to get out of an affair or to forgive just because somebody told you to. No, obedience comes from the heart. That is what will bring lasting change. And then even the next couple verses, four and five, love wisdom like a sister, make insight a beloved member of your family. Let them protect you from an affair with an immoral woman and from listening to the flattery of a promiscuous woman. Friend, let wisdom and insight protect you. So maybe you've even asked yourself the question, if there's been infidelity in my marriage in the past, how do I know that it won't happen again? Well, right here's a key. Wisdom and insight can protect you. Now, I also want to skip ahead to the end. Verse uh, 25, don't let your hearts stray toward her. Don't wander down the path. Do you have a plan? Or are you wandering and straying? You don't want this immorality or this infidelity to happen again? 
have a plan. Know what path you're on so that you can walk on the right the right way. Straight ahead. Stay on the straight and narrow. All right. Here's the good part. In verses 21 through 23, uh, Proverbs actually starts to paint this picture. She seduced him with her pretty speech and enticed him with her flattery. He followed her at once like an ox going to the slaughter. He was like a stag caught in a trap, awaiting the arrow that would pierce its heart. He was like a bird flying into a snare, little knowing it would cost him his life. And I sat there thinking about what each of those animals had in common. An ox going to the slaughter, a stag caught in a trap, waiting for an arrow that would pierce its heart, or like a bird flying into a snare, and the bird not knowing that even that would cost him its life. So this picture of what happened between this man and this woman was really that this man was walking to his death and he didn't even know it. And oh, friend, let me tell you, even that was affirmation from the Lord of why I'm doing what I'm doing here. I don't believe that enough people are talking about these kinds of situations. That there are things that women are hiding and they are just living with the shame. You know, they're grinning and bearing it. But it doesn't have to be like that. In my head, I heard this, warning, warning, pay attention, be careful, caution, don't go this way. And I praise the Lord that I can be a voice speaking out on this topic as well, saying, stop, turn around, there is life the other way, don't come this way. So I promise you, I I saw some imagery here. So I started to let my mind wander around this picture of the bird, the bird that was flying into the snare. And in my mind, I pictured this bird in a forest in a beautiful kingdom. And the bird got caught under this net. And what do you think happened? The bird starts flailing and flapping its wings and it's frantic and it's trying to find a way out and it can't fly anymore because it's held down and it doesn't know what to do. So what would happen to me if I was that bird? What should I do if I am trapped? Well, the first thought that I had was I need to stop flailing around and being frantic. And what would help me the most is if when I stop, I call for help from the king. Because I know that the king is the one who is in charge and ruling these parts of his kingdom. And I know that the king is in the rescue business. So when this bird or myself, when I stopped to call for help from the king, I knew that he would come. And I started to think he would pay money to buy me back from this trapper who set this snare. But, you know, then I thought about it. And if you're catching my analogy God did not have to pay our enemy in order to buy us back. I think a better situation here is that God actually told this trapper to get off of his property, to get out of his kingdom. Friend, right there, I want you to notice that Satan has no dominion over you. 
He does not have a say in your life. Yes, he tries to trap you, but this is not his territory. This is not his property. So when the loving father and the loving king comes in, he doesn't have to buy you back. He doesn't owe the enemy any money. He can tell the enemy to get off of his property, and he is never allowed to trap there again. So next, in my my imaginary picture here, the king gathered the little bird. Maybe the bird got in, injured in the, the frantic flying around. You know, a wing is hurt. It can't fly anymore. And the king cupped it in its hands and walked it back to his palace. And then in that palace, the king cared for it and healed it and nurtured it and gave it what it needed so that it could be nursed back to full health. And then I kept going and I wondered, what was life like for the bird after that? It was caught, but now it was free. And, you know, I imagine this bird flying out of the castle, going back to be with the other birds. And I'll tell you what did not happen. The other birds did not, you know, point their fingers, point their wings, and point shame and condemnation And, um, you know, they didn't mock this bird. No, no shame, no condemnation. There was freedom. There was love. There was care and there was protection. Yes, the bird learned to watch out for these traps so it wouldn't get caught again. But ultimately, it was free to live this beautiful life. So, all right, this picture of a bird and a castle and a kingdom, what does all of this mean? Well, in your situation, if you were that little bird, have you called out to the king for help? If you picture yourself as trapped with no escape except for the power of the king, have you called out for help? Have you let him help you? And then a step further, have you let the king heal you and bind up the wounds of your heart? Maybe maybe you have done that. Maybe you have let him heal you and you've started this journey. But then, are you still sitting in shame in the castle? Maybe now where you can say, yes, I've been rescued. Yes, I've been forgiven. But boy, I don't know if I can forgive myself. You don't know what I've done. You don't know the trap that I was caught in. And so you sit where you were because you don't feel like you're allowed to get up and move on. The shame is like a burden that's still holding you down. Or maybe another situation, maybe you have started to live again, to fly again, but are you tempted by the lure in the trap again? Are you looking at something that you know could snag you and snare you up again, and it looks so tempting because you have forgotten what it was like to be captured in the first place. So, friend, I want you to take a couple minutes and sit with the Lord and really ponder where in that story are you. Proverbs 7 can really be a tough pill to swallow, but I believe that God's word is living and it's active. If you let it sink down deep into your heart, God will reveal where you are. Are you able to look at at this chapter or this story and see, oh, yes, I once 
was lost, but now I'm found. I was blind, but now I can see. Now I have this wisdom and insight that will protect me. I will never go back to the place that trapped me before. I will never be this woman that the Bible talks about leads others towards death. Now I'm on a mission of leading others towards life. I, I stand here as a, a warning sign, don't go this way. But I also stand here as a testament to God's healing, his forgiveness, his love, his protection, to say, yes, this is the kingdom that we want to live in. This is the place that we want to be because it is the best place where I am safe, I am loved unconditionally, and there is no shame. We don't live in the past. We make the right choice every hour of every day with the Lord's help. So again, let me just remind you that if you feel like you are stuck and you're not able to take those steps forward, I would love to do that with you. You know, even if it, it's just a, a quick 15 minutes where we could just talk and peel back some of those layers of what's keeping you stuck. What do you really think about yourself? And how does God see you? What does God think about you? I'd love to hold that space for you. So if you would reach out either on Instagram at Christina Joy Coaching or head to my website, ChristinaJoyCoaching.com, and I would love to connect with you and get you started on the right path. So friend, the Lord bless you. Live in freedom. Live in joy and peace. For you have been set free. Thank you so much for hanging out here today. If you need to talk more about this topic, would you send me a message on Instagram at Christina Joy Coaching? Or if you want to know the first steps out of an affair, as well as what to do before agreeing to divorce, I'd love for you to grab my free training at ChristinaJoyCoaching.com. But if this encouraged your heart, please take a minute and leave me a review on Apple Podcasts and share it with a friend so I can continue getting this show out to more women who need it. As always, be clothed with strength and dignity and laugh without fear of the future.